Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your welcome back to another just amazing episode of the uh, Publish Her podcast. I'm Alexa Bigworth, your host. And today we are talking about a really fun topic. Well, maybe not so fun if you're in the midst of trying to create yours, but we're going to dig into talking about your book blurb. This is not something I've ever talked about um, on uh, the podcast. So I'm very exciting to br- excited to bring in a new topic for you. And it's also just, it's such a critical and crucial part of your book marketing and especially your sales pages. But I do have an expert to tell us all about it today. So we have Jessie Kniff. She's a professional blurb writer and book blurb coach from Sydney, Australia. So we'll have a lovely accent to go along with this. She is a passionate advocate of the indie author community, and she's dedicated herself to taking the pain out of blurb writing with her custom blurb writing and critique services and two signature courses, Book Blurb Magic, and the Spicy Blurb Playbook. That sounds fun. When she's not writing or dreaming up the next her next BBM product, Jessie can be found in high school classrooms with a guitar in hand, and she's been a regular contributor to the arts pages of one of Australia's most highly respected newspapers for the past decade. On the occasion that she manages to snatch some reading time, she's probably buried in G- P.G. Wodehouse or Agatha Christie. Sorry about that little catch there. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. We are thrilled to have you come and uh, demystify the blurb for us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my favorite thing to talk about. And as you said, it's something that's actually not talked about enough. And it is a really critical part of the book marketing process and one that can make such a difference to your sales and, and reader engagement. And it also makes content creation on social media a lot easier as well. There's lots of things you can do with the blurb. Yes. Well, let's, I agree. And I'm excited to talk about all these things. Let's first start off with, um, especially for our newer audience who may be just learning about writing a book, what is a blurb and how, and then I guess, I'll ask that next question afterwards. What is a blurb? (laughs) That is a great question. And the funny thing is that's actually changed over time. So a blurb once upon a time, and you actually still get like old school editors referring to this uh, blurbs in this way. So it's a good thing to know. But a blurb originally was actually like the little endorsement quote that you would get from, you know, your favorite author to put on the front or sometimes back of your book cover to show that your book was worth reading. So a blurb originally was that little praise quote that, you know, this is the best thing I've ever read or I couldn't put it down. Uh, These days, blurb is much more commonly used, almost exclusively used for your back cover description. So they're kind of one and the same. So I'm going to use blurb and back cover description interchangeably through this. And it's also the same thing as the book description that you put on Amazon. So whatever goes on your back cover goes on Amazon. There's a few slight differences, which we can talk about a little later. Uh, But essentially all of that is the blurb. Uh, So it's just good to sort of know that distinction first up because if you do, I bought a book recently, it's by quite an experienced editor and he was referring to blurbs in the old traditional sense. But these days it's pretty much just exclusively referring to your back cover copy. Um, I I think that's true for uh, indie published books for sure, which is where we're focusing today and where you Mm. publish. Um, They do still commonly use it in the traditional word uh, in the traditional world. I cannot speak today uh, referring to a blurb Mm. by by the same thing that 
that it's, but I think it's, you're absolutely right. Just like so many other words in the English language that can have multiple meanings, you can have it as a quote or as your description. And today we are referring to description and that's where we're going. So just to clarify that for anybody, because I know absolutely. somebody will be like, I still call them blurbs on my book. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, let's let's talk about this. You mentioned that it's going to be your back cover description and the the description that you're using on Amazon and some other places like that. So you mentioned that there would be some slight differences in those two places. So let's talk about that piece. How does your back cover just um, for the actual cover uh, differ from the sales page? So the biggest difference is what we call the CTA or the call to action. So on Amazon, because people are scrolling through, you need to keep them on the page. You need to actually give them a clear directive to go to that buy now or read now button. And it seems really self-explanatory, but I always kind of give the example of my apartment block has a really obvious number on the front of it. And I cannot tell you how many times people have stopped me right in front of that number to say, hey, is this apartment block number 22? Right. I'm not going to give you my actual one. But <laughs> and it's right behind me. And I know that I sent an email to my list about this recently and someone came back and was like, this is such a great metaphor because I always feel bad telling people, hey, go click buy now because it feels like it should be obvious. But in actual fact, when you're kind of in that scroll mode, ideally what happens is people read your hook, they read the whole blurb and it's entirely they're scrolling all the way down. And then usually they need to scroll back up to click whatever button it is to buy now, read now, if they have Kindle Unlimited, etc. So on all my Amazon blurbs, I always put a call to action, which is very, very specific. And I usually personalize it to the book as well. So let's say if it's the romance, it might be like scroll up and click buy now to meet Scott and Judy today. Uh, something that kind of draws them into your book or, you know, start the such and such series. But I actually give them a very, a very, very direct uh, instruction as to exactly where to go. And I know that a lot of authors feel uncomfortable with that at the start, but it's so crucial to making sure your audience actually takes action after reading that blurb, that they don't read it, go, that sounds like a great story, and then leave it in the dust. On your actual physical back cover, obviously you're not going to have something that says scroll up and click buy now. <laughs> uh, some authors do still put call to actions, and I don't think it's a bad thing, uh, you know, to be like, you know, start the such and such series today, for example, that's just a good one, just to kind of propel them into action if they're actually holding the book in their hands. But that is the crucial difference, I think, between your Amazon or any online book distributor uh, copy and the one that actually goes in your physical book. I really like that idea of having a very specific call to action on those sales pages, scroll up and meet um, Keith and Sarah or whatever it was, you know, I think that's so yep. that, that's where I've never heard that suggestion before. And I think that's really fantastic because sometimes writing a call to action, you can feel like you don't really know what to say to buy the book now. It just doesn't feel like, you know, but I like that scroll. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Sorry. I repeated it like three times there. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about why um, these are so difficult to write. I can tell it's so funny. Like we mm. always, we, we hear this so often in our community. Like I just wrote an 80,000 page book. Some, for some people it's hard. Some people it comes easily. And for the life of me, I cannot write a 250 word or 300 word description for my back cover and my Amazon page. Mm. Why is it so hard? 
Lots of reasons, but one main one, which is that uh, very few authors, and, and this is not at all a judgment in any way because the information just isn't clearly out there. Uh, many authors don't actually understand the structure of a book blurb and how can you put together a jigsaw puzzle if you don't actually know what pieces you're playing yeah. with. Uh, it, it's it's it basically becomes this minefield of trying to go through your whole book and pick favorites, go, oh, this plot point should be in there and this plot point shouldn't, or this character should be in there and this character shouldn't. And when we are approaching blurbs with the plot at the forefront of our minds, basically trying to condense our plot, it usually turns out very, very badly because the kind of secret of blurbs, which shouldn't be a secret, and this is why I'm talking to people like you, is that plot does not in fact drive your book blurb. It actually takes up a lot of space It'll probably cause a lot of tears and it doesn't actually sell your book. You can compare the plot of Star Wars to Harry Potter and they're like almost identical in terms of the tropes and character arcs that we get in there. The plot is not what sold either of those two series. Uh, it's actually the very specific characters and the very specific emotions and circumstances that those characters are experiencing. So the actual driving force of your blurb will be the emotion what makes your characters unique but also how they are reacting to the circumstances that they are in luke skywalker and harry potter didn't react in the exact same way to their circumstances they're very different characters they are actually what is selling selling book and we are of course talking predominantly fiction i also teach how to write non-fiction blurbs as well and for your non-fiction listeners non-fiction blurbs the driving force for a lot of books and when i say non-fiction i don't mean creative non-fiction i'm talking like you know self-help books instructional guides all that kind of thing the driving force will be the transformation that you're selling so yeah. it's not just what you know but it's actually what you can um offer to your readers like what they're going to read this book and they're going to lose five kilos or they're going to quit smoking <clears throat> whatever the transformation is that is what you were selling but that's I think that's the key driver a lot of authors just look at the plot or the content of their book and try to squish and in actual fact you need to cut to the core of your book first and work outwards from that and once we kind of shift our mindset that usually makes things a heck of a lot easier yeah and you're gonna need to describe a little bit more about what you mean by that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so if we go back to fiction blurbs, I always try to find the essence, the key message of the book and actually frame the entire blurb around that. So for, you know, your opening paragraph, that might look like setting up what your character's greatest challenge in life is. And spoiler alert, that's not going to be the actual climax of your book. It's what is what theme has followed your character around their whole entire life. Have they always desired control? Have they always desired control but never got it? Have they always been poor? Have they always strived to uh, you know tell the truth and failed miserably? What is their, I suppose it's often their kind of <clears throat> critical character flaw. Sometimes it's just what life deals out to them but starting with that actually allows your readers to go on a mini journey in your blurb and start to see what might change or what might shift or how life might challenge your character over the course of your story and that is so much more important than oh they you know lived in this city and then they moved to this city and then they went to this school all of those kinds of details actually fail to provide the correct kind of narrative so Think of your blurb as a separate narrative from your book's narrative. Your book has a beginning, middle, and end that is going to be different for the beginning, middle, and end of your book blurb because obviously you can't give spoilers away. And what most authors will do, because like I say, 
most of us just don't know any better because the if you go and Google how to write a book blurb, the, the advice out there is a minefield of things that you probably shouldn't be doing. But what most authors will do is they will write their book blurb like a synopsis or a summary that stops where the spoilers start. Okay. And all that does is leaves our readers in the lurch rather than wanting more. So you actually need to find a narrative arc within your blurb that is satisfying. And there is, of course, a formula and a standard way to do this, which is something that I explain in my course, but also in my just my free cheat sheet. If you go to anatomyofabookblurb.com, uh, I've got a free cheat sheet that actually walks you through each piece of the puzzle so that you can actually see what should be going into your blurb. And that starts to give you uh, the parameters to work within so that this all sounds a heck of a lot less confusing because confusion is a primary, I think, experience that a lot of authors feel when they sit down to write their book blurb. Um, so did you want me to walk you quickly through the pieces of the puzzle? Yes, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Okay. So this is very similar for fiction and for nonfiction blurbs, and I'll explain where they differ. But if we start with a fiction structure, now most book blurbs are written in third-person POV. I have a whole bunch of stuff on my Instagram about first-person POV blurbs. There's always a big debate about it. But if you're just starting out and if you're unsure, third-person is a great place to start. That's what all the traditional publishers use. Um, and it's also much easier to convey your story in third person. First person has a whole lot of complications. Um, so what you're going to want to do is start with a hook. So this is usually a single sentence or two sentence sentences, sometimes three very, very, very short statements, like three or four words each. Uh, basically a really punchy statement that captures the crux of your book, the main conflict. Sometimes I tell authors to use a really tense quote from the middle of their book that kind of has people wanting to go, well, what happens next? Mm -hmm. But essentially the hook should be something that its job is not to convey necessary information. Theoretically, the reader should be able to skip right past the hook and get straight to the blurb and not have missed out on anything because sometimes the way book covers are formatted, that's what happens. Sometimes we skip things. Um, but assuming that reader's eyes go straight to the top of your back cover or straight to the top of your book description, that is the thing that you want to put up there to draw them in really compellingly. And on Amazon, often it's the only part of the book description they can see and they've got to click read more to see the rest of your blurb. So that's kind of, I probably spend 70% 70, 70 of my time when I write a blurb making sure the hook is right. Um, and again, like that's something that there are formulas for and whatnot as well. Um, and then we jump into mostly a three paragraph structure for a standard fiction blurb. First paragraph is your setup. Second paragraph develops the, I'm not going to say the plot because that's not quite right. It's developing the characters and developing the conflict. And the third paragraph raises the stakes. The third paragraph is where, you know, we really have to make it clear to readers what the character stands to lose and or gain. Uh, so that they want to read the book. This is the part of the blurb that a lot of authors kind of skimp out on uh, because it can feel difficult to know what's a spoiler or what isn't. And it can also feel weird making your book sound exciting because it's your book. Yeah. Uh, and then you pop your call to action at the bottom. For nonfiction blurbs, pretty much the same structure, but I recommend instead of a second paragraph that you actually use some dot points to highlight the key concepts of your book people looking for a nonfiction read are kind of more likely to skip them through and it can be a quicker way to sort of, and a more punchy way to sell the content in your book. But that's the, that's the very basic structure. And dot points are those bullet points in uh, yeah. US English. Okay. Just checking. I figure. Of course. Yes. <laughs> I figure I'm always learning more. You 
<laughs> but then I was thinking, I don't want anybody to think that this is one of those like words that we use, like plot points or something like that. Like what's a dot point? But <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. This is what I do love about being Australian. And most of my clients are American. Uh, is that I'm just always learning U.S. English. It's great fun. <laughs> well, for a minute, I was, I mean, I was going to think that I had just learned a new whole uh, concept of something that was written in a blurb, but there was uh, a specific thing called a dot point, but that's <laughs> <laughs> not that exciting, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. So yes. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Moving right along here. So um, thank you for giving us that structure. So let's talk about how, um, you know, that if you have any tips that you didn't just cover in that on what are the tips to make like the best, strongest blurb? I feel like you covered Sorry. a lot of it, but I don't know if there's something in terms of like word choice or anything like that. That's well, you're the expert. What do you think stands out as the top tips? So my top tip would be learn proper book blurb structure. That's going to make sure that the momentum is uh, correctly maintained through your blurb uh, for want of a better expression and it's also going to cut down the time it takes you to figure out what should go into your blurb because like I say it sets up those parameters where you're like oh I need a piece b piece c piece and we're done um, the second thing I would say is that your book blurb should be under 200 words I have occasionally for big fantasy epics gone as high as like 250 in my head is the upper limit. I hate reaching 250. I feel like that uh -huh. that's a failure. I'd say 230. 230 is the ceiling. I think if you can't say it in 230 words, we've either got a very complex plot and sometimes it is absolutely justified and fantasy readers know what they're in for. They're more likely to read a longer blurb because they're looking for a, you know, 150,000 word book. Um, but for most blurbs, and certainly if we're on the other end of the scale, romance, 150 to 200 words is the sweet spot. Less than 150, you're not really going to have enough time to connect with your reader. Uh, and more than 200, you're probably saying things that don't need to be said for the average book. Picture books and children's books, shorter again, 50 to 100 words, generally speaking. So word count's a super, super important thing because we just want to give ourselves those limits and also acknowledge that our readers have those limits themselves. I don't know about you, but I rarely read a blurb in its entirety unless it's really, really good and, and the story connects with me. So you have very limited time to get your audience's attention. Don't assume they're going to hang around. Um, and what would my third tip be? I suppose my third tip would be not to stick too rigidly to any rules so like when I see things like you know don't mention uh, anything outside of the first 50 pages of your book red flags start to alarms start to go off uh, because that's just the first 50 pages of the novella is completely different to the first 50 pages of a hundred thousand word epic right. so really beware of any rules that say you should only have this many sentences in this paragraph do I kind of eight to nine times out of ten stick to the same number of sentences in say my opening paragraph yeah I do because it works but there are exceptions all of the time and I do think that blurbs are a, an area and I think because people are sort of looking for the magic bullet uh, a lot of people kind of give those rules or make up those rules and they can be unnecessarily limiting and they can actually sort of damage your blurb. So be wary of any blurb advice that says you absolutely must do this. Uh, even if I say it, I can guarantee you I've broken it at least once or twice because <laughs> there's just going to be circumstances. It's great to know the rules so you can break them. Uh, but those kind of real arbitrary, uh, very, very restrictive rules, not, not a fan. So you can, you can happily steer clear of those. Cool. I like, I like having a tip being, you don't have to do this. 
<laughs> don't follow that me. is my favorite kind of tip <laughs> i know okay um well oh my goodness i hardly i mean i was just taking all of that in because blurbs are something i just we i think i find them a lot easier for nonfiction to write because that transformation piece mm -hmm. can easily be those dot points bullet points you know <laughs> that that are just Absolutely. like transformations but i tell you what in going through the 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 book right helping authors with book blurbs and writing my own is probably my least favorite part of the entire process of writing publishing and selling a book because you know it, it like you said it's very difficult to find information out there about it you can read a bunch of back blurbs but it's like a lot of other things you you recognize that you're reading things that follow a formula but you don't really know necessarily how to pull those things for yourself so I really appreciate you um breaking it all down you've said some things that I had, I had not heard before that I found very interesting so um I'm excited about that awesome. I wanted to make sure that we reiterated um your anatomy of a blurb.com is where you said the free sheet is anatomy of a book blurb.com uh, that's also the link on my Instagram as well so if you hop onto my Instagram it's just at book blurb magic the link in bio will take you straight to my freebie. Uh, all you have to give me is your email and I don't spam people. I actually send out blurb tips three to five times a week and you can unsubscribe if you're trying to get to inbox zero. So that is the best place to start and it will cost you absolutely nothing. Uh, but I have put together a coupon code for this podcast. So if you are interested in purchasing any of my products or services, which you can browse at bookblurbmagic.com, super easy to remember. If you use the code write, publish, sell, you'll get 10% off any of my courses and services. Services. So if you're listening and you've got that code, write, publish, sell, uh, uh, then go ahead and use that and get yourself a little bit of a discount. Um, I will say this, you know, breakdown that we've kind of given you here is a real whirlwind and yes. it's, there's, there's a lot to cover in blurbs. And if you're keen to do the DIY route, I do have my self-paced course, Book Blurb Magic, uh, which is easy to find on my site. And that does walk you through step-by-step. Step. If you feel like you really want your hand held all of the way, uh, or you want to kind of just have a look at the rules and be like, maybe I'll use them, maybe I won't. You can do either of those with that course. And I have had lots and lots of indie authors come out of that and send me their blurbs. And I've been like legitimately impressed. I wouldn't sell if it didn't work. My background is in teaching. Uh, so if I'm teaching something that's not working, I'm not going to sell it. I'm really, really proud of that course and people really enjoy it. And it does demystify the process. Uh, and of course I have lots of other options if you just want me to write your blurb for you and you've listened to this and gone, that sounds awful. I never want to write a blurb again. Please do it for me. <laughs> that's also hand. fine. That's no judgment here. <laughs> No blurb for me, please. <laughs> um, yes. So th I think that's all the links. Oh, that's great. Think, well, yeah, no, that's, I can I think, tell. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I was a little quiet. Usually um, my listeners are probably like, oh my gosh, that's the least Alexa has ever said in a podcast interview because <laughs> I was just really processing what you were saying, but also thinking, okay, that makes sense, but I need you to teach me how. And we could have, we probably would have mm -hmm. gone on for an hour and a half if we had dug into that. Plus that's what your course is about um, because you can tell me a concept, but then when I sit down, it's kind of like if my editor comes back and says, okay, you need to show this more instead of telling i'm like how <laughs> because yeah. you know yeah. so. book blurb magic will show you the how i absolutely promised you that that's that was my biggest thing and i've had a lot of students come back and say oh i've tried 
to me courses, this one has no fluff. It cuts to the chase and that's all I wanted to do. And it is only $37. So it's very, it's very affordable if you, if you've spent a whole lot of money on blurb writers. Yeah. Uh, And it does cover fiction and nonfiction blurbs. Spicy blurb playbook, which you mentioned in my bio, I will just say quickly is kind of in a funny in between phase where I'm in the process of relaunching it. It will be on my website, on my Instagram and everything, but that is a blurb course specifically for romance authors. And we talk a lot about first person POV blurbs and things in there. If you buy book blurb magic, there's a sneaky little link inside the course to upgrade to the current beta version of spicy blurb playbook. So you can be in there. And when I update the course, you just get all the updates. So if you're after both, you can do that. If you want to wait around, just keep an eye on my Instagram for when the relaunch happens. That sounds great. And all I can tell you is $37 will most likely be the best money you've ever um, spent in your life because it really, it really is challenging. And I, 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 uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. I've spent a lot of time like pulling my hair out over trying to get just um, descriptions correct for a book because it is so, as I said, in the very beginning of it, like it's so important. And as you alluded to multiple times, like it's, you've got to catch their attention quickly. And once you have your Mm -hmm. attention, you want to keep their attention. And um, it's just so critical. So thank you for talking about this very important topic for giving us some real insight into what a great blurb looks like what it is all those wonderful things. Um, Lots of great, 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 great information. We'll have all of your links um your links to your site your links to your social website all that kind of stuff the courses the coupon code all of that will be in our show notes for everyone who's listening so if you missed anything jesse speaks very quickly (laughs) (laughs) but i kind of told her to uh, no i'm just kidding um that was a lot of information so don't worry we'll have it in the show notes for you so you don't miss anything um, finally, where's the one place if you, you mentioned your Instagram, is that where you want your social growth to come from? Or do you want to send people to your website? Yeah. Uh, Instagram. I love Instagram. I hang out there a lot. I make a lot of reels. Uh, I answer DMs and chat people about their blur problems. I really love interacting with authors on there. So do please come and follow me and then like shoot me a DM and be like, I heard you on Alexa's podcast. So I know where you've come from and I'll give you a follow back and we can have a chat. That's so awesome. This was fantastic. I appreciate this very much. And I hope you have a lot of interest in your course after this, because I think I'm going to buy it because this is one area where I always need improvement too. So thank you. (laughs) That's wonderful to hear. Thank you so much. And yeah, if I can demystify blurbs for a few more authors, then that's my job done. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.